0: Welcome to Newport Beach in the Rearview Mirror, a podcast about the people and events, famous and forgotten, that shaped Newport Beach. I'm Bill Lobdell. This land is your land, this land is mine. W.S. Collins, the man who built Balboa Island, could be called many things. A visionary and a schemer are two that immediately come to mind, and more on that in a future episode. But above all, he was a very clever man. By creating Balboa Island's 120 acres out of a mosquito-ridden mud flat, Collins believed he had found a way to, as he put it, turn sand into money. And by the way, Just the opposite happened. He and his Balboa Island development would go bust by the mid-1910s. But in 1906, when Collins began dredging the bay for sand, silt, and mud to heap on top of his worthless, mostly submerged mound of mud, his alchemy dreams seemed to be becoming reality. But then he got greedy. Three years later, in 1909, Collins wanted to turn more sand into more money and proposed a massive enlargement of Balboa Island's footprint, extending it 800 feet. That's nearly three football fields into the main harbor channel that ran between the island and the peninsula. This land grab, or should it be mudflat grab, would have left only a narrow 700-foot wide waterway for vessels to travel. In fairness, this didn't seem like a totally crazy idea at the time, since the harbor was home to only a couple dozen or so boats, makeshift sailboats, primitive motorboats, rowboats, and two yachts, according to one resident's nautical census. Though one newspaper headline called Collins' proposal to supersize Balboa Island a, quote, rape of Newport Harbor, unquote, the Orange County Board of Supervisors approved the plans. But back then, the federal government had the ultimate say-so, and the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers sent Captain D.E. Hughes to Newport Harbor to investigate. And you know what? He turned out to be the right man for the job, a person whose farsightedness and passion for the public's right to enjoy public waterways saved the contours of the bay so all of us can enjoy it today. He's an unlikely and unsung hero of Newport Beach history, and it's time, more than 100 years later, that he gets his due. Captain Hughes' prescient report, though long forgotten, should be in Newport Beach's Documents Hall of Fame. With uncanny accuracy, the engineer predicted in just 960 words the future of Newport Harbor and laid out the case for its protection from overzealous developers such as Collins. Captain Hughes argued that it wasn't in the public interest to fill in the bay to create land and one-time profits for developers. Instead, the waterways should be dredged to create a better harbor for the water-loving public, especially for those who can't afford homes on the harbor. Captain Hughes's conclusions are even more mind-blowing when put into historical context. In 1909, Newport Beach's population was all of 445, and Newport Harbor consisted mostly of mudflats and sand spits, and, like the harbor mouth, was barely navigable. It's hard to imagine anyone looking at the newly incorporated town of Newport Beach and envisioning a thriving city that would eventually be crowded with homes and have a bay filled with yachts. But Captain Hughes did. Here's a passage near the beginning of his report from 1909. And note, the quoted sections of this report have been lightly edited. Well, I, I sat in the Baboa Pavilion watching pleasure parties on the water And my mind went back to the declaration of independence that all men are created free and equal and endowed by the creator with the inalienable right of the pursuit of happiness. Then I looked and thought far into the years to come when the Los Angeles area will be one of the most densely populated in the land and when multitudes will seek Newport Bay for pleasure and rest." And I wondered how much we today should do towards conserving for generations to come the God-given right of the pleasure of sailing hither and yon over those quiet landlocked waters that yet belong to all people. Yep, this was no ordinary engineer's report. It was part love letter, part manifesto. Captain Hughes sounds more like a cross between a founding father of our country and a founding member of the Newport Bay Conservancy, rather than an army engineer. Because Captain Hughes was well-respected by those above him in the chain of command, and he helped build San Pedro Harbor, and he would later help build the jetties of Newport Harbor, he was afforded a ton of latitude to veer off the standard bureaucratic script and deliver this masterpiece. While Captain Hughes waxed poetic about the charms of Newport Harbor, he also uses pen to eviscerate Collins. And again, because of the engineer's reputation, even that wasn't edited out. Well, I I ramble, I my foot Shall we acquiesce? in having the waters narrowed down for the sole benefit of any individual who looks back at only the dollar per acre he paid and forward to only the hundreds of dollars of profit per lot, which he does not need. For a brief section of his report, Captain Hughes does don his engineer's hat. He writes convincingly about the environmental damage, a narrower channel, would create. But it's written in engineerese, and it's it's all too boring to repeat here. Let's just say even from solely an engineering standpoint, he couldn't stand the idea of a Balboa Island that's somewhere in the neighborhood of 50% larger than its original size and hogging the harbor. But his report comes back to life when he again becomes a soothsayer describing a future Newport Beach That sounds a lot like the city today. Someday, the mesa and all around will be covered with homes and many people will come to enjoy the day in Newport. And it is not the land, but the water they will want to see. He even makes the argument that a more picturesque harbor would increase home values on Balboa Island over the long term, and then he takes another stab at Collins. Hey, Mr. President. I wanna talk about the government. Whatever prices may be today, the time is coming when Balboa Island, with waters wide in front, covered with sails and happy people, would be worth far more than it would if enlarged to include the present mudflats and leave only a contracted channel. If the people permit a claimant to fill a single acre out of 10 of mudflats, they have paid them more than is due. One cannot lose what he never had. In his conclusion, Captain Hughes wonders with a dose of optimism if his report might benefit future generations who will find pleasure in a stunning harbor packed with boats and other recreation, not oversized residential islands. All around me, if today some word of mine will help to save another acre of the people's bay, over which a poor man might sometimes sail and smile, I shall be ever glad. If this memorandum is not all about engineering, it is because I am enjoying the grandeur of Newport Bay where days of pleasure and of rest will be passed by countless thousands through the ages. Well, the heartfelt report did its job. The U S government immediately put a stop to W S Collins plan. And as captain Hughes predicted, countless thousands through many ages have indeed enjoyed carefree days on the bay, fulfilling the army engineer's prophecy. So, Captain Hughes, from the future, we look back with gratitude and salute you. Thanks for jumping into this podcast time machine with me and traveling back to the early 1900s to take a look at a prophet who predicted and then helped create Newport Harbor's best future. We'll see you next time. With an... Un- with inale... With ina... With the inalienable... With the innate With the inale... In- oh, oh my God. Inalienable. With the inalienable... <laughs> with the inalab- oh this'll make a good outtake. A narrower channel, a narrower, ugh, oh, a narrow, narrow, a narrow, oh.